Welcome to the JRM Living Room, and here we are again for another episode of our exciting talks with some incredible people. And today we are in for a treat. So sit back, relax, get a cup of coffee, and continue to be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. Amen. So that's Psalm 63 for everyone. Who's excited today? I'm actually nervous. Welcome to uh, every one of us, including our online congregation. I don't want to call you viewers because that's not what you do. You are a congregation. Amen? And you worship in your own living room, but we have our own living room here. (laughs) So uh, this is uh, the second installment of our month series, Created for worship. Can you say to the person next to you, you are created for worship. Amen. Come on. Be, uh, say it with conviction. You are created for worship. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, last week we have started our conversation, if you can remember, with uh, the idea that worship is more than just singing songs, right? Obviously, it's an integral part and uh, a very important expression of our worship. But the word worship, the expanse of that, the depth of that word is basically the whole of our Christian life. All of our life is a worship unto the Lord. And we have discovered that, you know, the original meaning or the the essence of that worship is found in its original uh, first use in the Bible, which is the story of Abraham, if you can remember that. And Abraham, in reference to his story, is that the meaning of worship is about obedience, about sacrifice, and about the offering, the precious offering. It was a a test that God gave Abraham to to see, to to, to, uh, basically to see uh, what's in Abraham's heart? If Isaac is more important than God, and the most precious thing that is uh, in the life of Abraham, his own son, his only begotten son Isaac, when he offered it into the Lord, to the, to the Lord, and the Lord stopped him from the sacrifice, God said, "Now I know. Now I know." Sometimes the Lord would ask us our Isaac. And you ask the person next to you, what's your Isaac? Who is your Isaac? Sometimes the Lord would test us on that. And then uh, we have our memory verse from last week. Do you remember that? Our key verse is in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Yeah, I ask you to memorize that. Romans 12, 1 to 2, I beseech you, dear brethren, in view of God's mercy... To present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. This is your true and spiritual act of worship. And do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we are talking about uh, our bodies as living sacrifices. And that basically is our entire life. Now, today, uh, last week we were with our M1, you know, our mission, mission team um, coordinators and all that. But this, 
this this Sunday today we're gonna be with our M2 and M6 representatives. Now the M2 is such a large ministry in itself, and M6 is a growing ministry as well. As much as I want to bring all of you here with me in the living room, you will not fit. <laughs> but I assure you, each one of our M2 and M6 um, uh, servants of the Lord, gold nuggets you can get from them. So take time to chat. Uh, with them as well outside of the church service. But basically, that's what we're going to do. And what I want to touch on today as we talk about worship and understand more about worship is something that has been mentioned last week when Atites and uh, I think uh, JB as well was mentioning John chapter 4. It was the encounter uh, between the woman and Jesus at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. And it's such a brilliant story in the Gospels that reveals to us what worship means. And what I'd like to read is that part when Jesus basically answers the woman because the woman says, oh, you Jews, you worship there, and we Samaritans, we worship here. And then Jesus says to her, there will come a time where uh, you will not worship there or worship here or worship anywhere. The proper place of worship is right where you are. <laughs> and then he eventually says to the woman uh, in um, the verses there, I think, uh, Hebrews, uh, John chapter 4, I'll just read from here. All right, where is it? There you go. John 4, 23 to, 20, 23 to 24. But the hour is coming, Jesus says, and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Everyone say, in spirit and truth. Everyone will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and His worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. Two, two, two takeaways before I call on our panelists. Basically, that line there, the Father is seeking such people to worship. It tells us something, right? God is looking for worshipers. God is looking for worshipers, but not just worshipers. He's looking for worshipers who will worship in spirit and in truth. The challenge there lies if God's eyes, like, you know, in Chronicles it says, the eyes of the Lord move, move to and fro all over the earth looking for hearts who are steadfast towards Him. The challenge there lies, you know, and it's my desire, nakapag, when the Lord's eyes move all over the earth, you know, Tapos, parang scanner. <laughs> scanner. And then, dumaan sa JRM Sydney. <laughs> Ayun! Merong worshiper in spirit and in truth. <laughs> Pero sana yung... Sana lahat. No? Sana China oil. <laughs> That God, when His eyes turn His gaze upon us, He will find worshipers here who will worship in spirit and in truth. Amen? Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about in our JRM living room. So, welcome. Can I call on and join me on the platform? Before I do so, let's lift this up unto the Lord in prayer. Father, 
you are uh, the God who is present right here, right now. And you are the God who speaks. And Lord God, I pray that you will use this morning, Lord God, this session to speak your word, whatever you want us to receive, each and everyone's hearts. I pray that you will have, uh, you will find here in this place open hearts, Lord God, listening ears to what you want to say. Oh, Spirit of God, speak. And Lord God, I pray that those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Lord, we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. First off, we'd like to call on one of our DG leaders and worship team coordinator, Sister Julie. Who loves Sister Julie? Come on in on the stage. Also, we have our creative team pastors, Brother Je Reggie and Sister Gurley. Uh, come on. You have hands. Use them. Use them. Come on. And then um, uh, our, our youth, one of our youth pastors and worship leaders, Sister Mylene. Come on, join in. Hallelujah. Um, uh, also, our, one of our kids' pastors, worship leader and DJ leader as well, Sister Charm, na pregging preggy. Come on, join us on the platform. And uh, I'd like to call on uh, one of our instrumentalists and one of our key executive committee, financial officer. <laughs> financial officer. Sister Mavi. Come on. And um, uh, one of our uh, Exegom as well, public officer, and uh, the M6 Momentum team, Oversight, Brother Jericho. Come on in. All right. Come on. You clap like you really ate a lot of food this morning. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and then last but not the least, whoo. This is uh, really a blessing to our church family. Our projections team, uh, Oversight, JR. Come on. Come on, brother. All good. Kasha ba kayo? Have a seat here, bro. All right. So here we are. Uh, some of the those who will represent our M2 and M6. Later on, we will have a bit of a sneak peek of what that team involves and what are you doing there? Uh, but now, uh, just a matter of introductions as well. Obviously, I cannot ask each and every one of you, uh, what's your personal testimony? Because magiging overnight prayer meeting ito pag nangyari, right? <laughs> so I just would like to ask you in kind of a, a creative way as well. If your personal testimony will be summed up in a worship song, uh, what would it be and Why? Yan. Sige. Who wants to take it away initially? <laughs> I'll answer the first one because it's mostly the easiest question. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Um, I guess um, my personal testimony will be around based the song of Amazing Grace. But if we want to make it modern now, we remember the song that we sang last week. It's called um, Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood. So uh, my personal testimony, yes, it goes along with the lyrics. I was a wretch, you know. Um, I remember, I remember who, I who I was. I was lost. I was blind. I was running out of time. I was running out of time. But then again, the saving grace was there for, yeah. for me. So That's the good. Lord, um, you know, took my place on the cross. He yes. Died for me. Uh, and then 
for me, my response will just be easy, just to say thank you, Lord, for what you've done on the cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross, for the mm. blood that you have shed for me. Mm -hmm. Good. So that would be my personal testimony. Oh, that's good. Yes, next, next one. <laughs> next, see who, who has the microphone. Ate Mavi. <laughs> By the way, before before Ate Mavi, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Not, not, kumakanta din yan. Right. <laughs> Sample. No, no, before Ate Mavi share something, you know what? Um, in our church family, uh, again, as I've said, no worship is not limited to singing, right? And there are many parts in our church family, in our ministry, uh, you know, this whole church, this whole uh, ministry will not really run. You know, apart from people who've been laboring and really serving the Lord behind the scenes. And uh, Atimavi is really one of those people, you know. We won't have this building, we won't have anything, the activities that we're running, if she's not managing our finances very, very efficiently. And um, uh, more than just that, you know, uh, a lot of things that happens behind the scenes, you know. And that is worship. Amen? Everything that we do that is not seen by people. Yeah, that is really worship. Amen? So, Atimavi, take it away. <laughs> In line with the um, not seen by people. Um, yung, maybe my testimony is not really like uh, uh, one-off change in character or anything, but it's an ongoing struggle of my, uh, like, a true identity. Because yes. um, we all know that our minds are, are very powerful. Yes. And it's always there. Um, negative thoughts always battle mm. me. Yes. And then um, for those who, have, who don't know me, I was conceived after a... Um, Miss, uh, if a miscarriage. Uh, yeah. So sometimes, if negative thoughts come to my mind, I just think that why, why did God choose me instead of the one before me? Or yeah. so um, every time I listen to this song, it's, it just reminds me of what, what, of who I am and what I'm, I am really in, at, in, in God. So it's, it's the title. The title is "You Say" from Lauren Daigle. You say. You say. Uh. say it says I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. And, I'm and am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. And then it says in the chorus, you say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. And you yeah. say I am strong when I think mm -hmm. I am weak. And you say I am held when I am falling short. And when I don't belong, you say I am yours. That's so, so good. I love that song too. Ah, Lauren Daigo. Palakpakan naman. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. I love that. I love that. Yung nakapula dun sa, ano, yung foging nakapula dun. Oh. Yes, sir. Uh, for me po, uh, siguro, when it comes to song, I would say it's crisis enough. Yeah. Because uh, I've been through many things and all, pero it was only Christ who satisfied me. Mm -hmm. And another thing with that song is, it it has to be a decision from our side. Yeah. Mm. And no turning back. Yeah. Once you yeah. accept him, there's no turning back. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's awesome. From the guys from the back. Hodao. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, it's a very old song. It's um I want to sing. Um 
I'd like the to chorus. ask a sample. Can you <laughs> Sample, sample. All right. Sige. Ayan, may gitara, may gitara. <laughs> no, because um, uh, yung first encounter ko kasi sa Lord is, would you believe it or not, when I was three, three years old. Um, because I received my miracle. That's the time when uh, nakilala namin ng Lord when I was three. Kasi I was born na uh, meron... I got defect on my eyes and I can't see and then even let's say merong stick dyan, I can't step on the I can't yeah. ano yung hap doon madadapa ako but then uh, we were uh, attending the church and then this pastor was saying uh, if you need miracle believe and then you will receive it that moment in time I saw heaven open wow And then I saw the hands of God touching my eyes. Wow. And then I received that miracle. And then from then on, I was singing. It's an old song. It says, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice to worship you. All my soul rejoice. Take joy, my King. That's when I was three years old. Yeah. And then I was singing to the Lord, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. But when I was growing up, Uh, this song has really spoke to my heart. We, we all say, no, pagka nagbibiroan tayo, oh, may nanalo na, may nanalo na. But you know, para sa akin, may nanalo. And that is Jesus. Yeah, Sabi dun true. sa chorus, um, It's you, you who have won my heart. Take care. Lord, when you encounter the Lord, yun yung magandang experience. <laughs> you don't like to be separated from Him. Amen. Because it's Him That's good. who has won. Oh, may nanalo na. <laughs> Can I ask then your husband? Uh, Bata ko. There's no word, but Yeah. It's different. My story is different. Uh, just to warn you, I've been a backslider for a long time. Yeah. And then mm. if I pick a song, I don't want to go back to that history again. Mm. If I pick the song, I'll pick the 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 song from Steve Green. It's, uh, Hold on, Kuya. You mentioned the word backslider. And maybe some people doesn't know what that meant. Yeah, it's like, what is a backslider? Is, <laughs> you know the Lord already. But uh, you know Him and you follow Him. And then at the middle of the journey... Yeah. You, you went back to you what abandoned, you're doing. It, it's your... worse. And yeah. I just want to warn you, it's too hard to go back again. Mm. But the Lord really loves me, even though even He's a God of many cha- uh, chances. chances. And don't, don't uh, abuse that one. Yeah. Because backsliding is not totally, I mean, it's not abrupt. It's mm. slowly. Mm, it starts mm. from the heart. 
Yeah, yeah. When you stop, when you stop loving Jesus, that's when you stop following. Start descending into. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to go back. It's easy to go back, but it's too hard to come back. Mm-hmm. Amen. And there are consequences somehow. Yeah, somehow the consequence is too hard. That's why uh, you treasures what the promises of God in your life. Yeah. Mm, because good. you will see a lot of struggle over there mm. while you're following Jesus. Yeah. And that's why I'm picking that song, Lord, I want to know you more. Uh, because when you song. stop knowing God, that's that, the time you go back to your old, old habits. I love that song. That's I, awesome. I really love that song. Mm. I want to know you more deep within my soul. I, I want, want to know you more. Uh, Lord, Lord, I, I want to know, know you more deep within my soul. I want to know you. Lord, I want to know you. To feel and I will give my final breath to know you in your death and resurrection. Lord, I want to know you more. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, so good. And then, obviously, Kuya Jericho right here. You. Oh, sample then. <laughs> I think, uh, actually, I was surprised that the, um, the, the Lighthouse team actually sang that song. Because that is actually, uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it. And suddenly, they're going to be... Oh. Playing that song, or singing that song today. Yeah. So I don't need to do a sample, guys. So, <laughs> but, but, so that's yeah. the song that yeah, you Yeah, that's the song that probably yeah. has um, reflected Res- my life in the yeah, past yeah. and um, has, has actually changed me. Because it just says there, uh, who am I that the eyes that see, see my, my sin, sin I'm, I'm full of that, would look on me with yeah, love. Yeah, would look on me with love. So, and watch me rise yes. again. So all the love that came from Jesus, when when you know you when you learn to know that, you feel that you experience that it it will just yeah. really transform you because it's more than enough. All it's right, enough. that's wonderful. Uh, dito na, dito na, si Preggy lady, <laughs> Ati Charmy. Wow, there's a lot of songs you know that I can think of, and I think uh, songs varies from season to season where I am in. There are songs that I love, uh, You Make Me Brave, I Like Who You Say I Am. When I'm in trouble or difficulties, I like through it all. But I guess I'm a very classic um, kid. I, I like the song, As the Deer. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. Because yes. I think for me, um, that song, that's who I am and how I worship the Lord. You know, As the deer panted Pants. for the water, the water, so my soul longed after thee. So, I mean, for me, in my everyday life, in my everyday situation, as I worship the Lord, I look at myself as a deer who really, you know, thirsty and um, wanted to, and every time I worship the Lord, it refreshes me. And then when I'm thirsty again, I go back and drink again. Yeah. So, so, I see myself, I think that's my, I think that's my personal testimony and uh, um, my anthem, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so here, good. Yeah. Uh, I love that song too. Last but not the least, Ate Mai. My personal testimony in one song, um, it's None But Jesus. If you, if you know that song, yeah. None But Jesus by Hillsong. 
So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's a very special song that speaks about my entire life. Um, yeah. It's 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 basically um, talking about what I am living for in this world. It's crucified to set me free. Now I live to bring His praise. So it it's a summary of why I am living yeah. this life for the yeah. Lord. It's because He was crucified for me yeah. to set me free. And mm. the verses of that song actually talks about the journey. Now that you have been crucified, now that God, you know that Jesus has been crucified to set you free, the journey as a Christian yeah. is not, not necessarily a smooth sailing yeah. all the time. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the journey of life, that's when Jesus every day gives you the grace to do His will. Yeah. So that's why I, I, I like mm-hmm. that song every time I, I fall, every time, you know, I see my weakness coming again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always fall back to that song because, Lord, in my weakness... You gave me grace to do your will. Yeah. That's why Christian life is about daily receiving the grace, yes. the strength of the Lord. Yeah. Because yeah. after all, it's not about you, but it's yeah. about His redeeming blood. Yes. It's about His sacrifice. Mm, it's good. about His love in your mm. life. That's why you can do all of these things. Wow. So wow. that's a summary of my that's life. That's incredible. Um, a lot of, yeah, that's good. Sorry for interrupting your claps. <laughs> a lot of the classic authors or theologians that uh, had influenced, personally myself, um, they have a common denominator. They say, and this includes Billy Graham, for example, they say that in the maturity or in the growth of their spiritual life or walk with the Lord, uh, in their personal devotion, they have uh, the Bible on one hand and a hymnal book on the other. And, uh, you know, music and song and creative arts, basically creativity. Um, this is part of God's manifestation of His beauty, of His character, of who He is. You know, it's through songs that we sing. And that's important, isn't it? That's important that in our songs, we sing who He is. He sing who He is. Now, the worship really is not just like what you mentioned, yeah? Me-centered. It's, nowadays, we can have worship songs, quote-unquote, but if you analyze the lyrics of it, uh, it's about me. <laughs> but songs that are really powerful are songs that talk about who God is. And that's the reason why we call our M2, for example, Magnification Team, because that's what we magnify. Who God is. Now, we're talking about creativity, no? Why do we, what, arts and our talents, our songs, creativity in terms of the visual arts, you know, our media, for example, like everything you see on the platform, all that's being projected there, that's all part of creativity. What makes uh, you creating or creativity, singing, our talent, basically creating songs, a form of worship unto the Lord. What makes it an important part of our worship? Why do we sing songs in church? <laughs> Mylene, I give that question to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, sing songs at church. Um, to be honest, guys, God, the Creator Himself, He has created myriads of angels to sing to Him 24-7. Yeah. Who can yeah. sing to him in perfect pitch and harmony and who doesn't get tired and mm. sore throat. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, if I'm going to be very honest, when it comes to God, he actually doesn't need your worship. Mm. Um, he, he doesn't need a worship. But 
among all of God's creations, it's only human beings that God came yeah. to save and to yeah. redeem. Mm-hmm. That's why angels could not sing our anthem. Our anthem is salvation. Yes. So worship, for me, we sing songs and worship in the church because it actually as an ex- expression of the redeemed. Yeah. Mm. So you come here, you worship God. That's an expression mm. of, Lord, you have saved me. I am here. I'm going to rejoice for I was lost. I'm found. I've been poor. Now I'm rich in your love. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a song of redemption. And angels could not sing that. Only you and me. So All that's right. the importance of worship in church. Yes. That's why we worship God. He's our Savior. Yes. Amen. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to Charmy, add up on yeah? that because it's very good. No, worship is not about, you know, us. It's actually for, I mean, it's not about, you know, the, the Lord doesn't want our worship. It's actually for us. Yeah. So it says in Ephesians 5.19, I just want to read this. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So look at this scripture, speaking to one another. So worship is edification. Yeah, it's actually yeah. to build each other up. Yes. Because you know, the Lord doesn't need our worship just like what uh, Mylene says. So it's actually for us. So when we sing, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever, it's actually for us to be reminded that mm. yes, he is good. And it's actually building each other up. So that's the, that's the purpose of corporate worship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's fun. fantastic. Okay. 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 I'm sorry, <laughs> just one, one sentence, one sentence. <laughs> when we worship God, you know, you guys, the redeemed worship the Lord, it brings God delight. Just like your child praises you of something, it gives you delight. That's so great. you, the redeemed of the people, once you understand that, you worship Him and it gives God's heart joy. Yes. That you are being appreciative, you are being grateful. That's yeah. true. Fereji. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That uh, if speaking of uh, technicalities, yeah, instrument and everything, this one is nothing compared to heavenly worship. Yeah. The the Lord just impressed to my heart because they are angels. Yeah. We are a child of God. Mm. That's totally different. Yes. At the beginning, at the Garden of Eden, God formed us. Yeah. He used his hands. Mm. Everything he used his mouth, right? Everything he spoke, it yeah. happens. Yeah. But this time, he created from dust. He moved his hand. Yes. And after that, he breathed. Yes. So he meets, he imparts of himself. Mm. And he wants that. So when, I'm, when we paraphrase that one, it speaks something God longing. Yeah. Of something. Mm-hmm. Because we are a child of God. So every time your child comes to you, you're longing for that relationship. Yes. It's not really worship. It's not about it's not about singing. It's not about playing the guitar or something else. Yeah. It's about relationship. That's correct. Hugging your father. It's wow. between the father and a child. And that's <laughs> what uh, I think that's what he's longing for. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, sorry, Pastor. I just yeah. added that. That's why we sing that song. You know the song, Breathe? Yes. You know when we sing, This is the air I breathe. This, this is, is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living in me. Because it's not us anymore. It's God's breath that's God's in breath. us. It's your breath in yes. our lungs. Yes. 
So we pour out our praise. That's amazing. Um, could Jericho and uh, JR address this question to you? Now, obviously, not every one of us are as amazing of a singer as these guys are. <laughs> um, like, what form of, like everyone is, may not be talented in a particular talent, but I do believe that every single one has been created by God to be creative. You know, because we are created in God's image. And God is the master creator, right? And the master artist. And every person here, you know, whether you are aware of it, sabihin mo, hindi kasi ako creative or hindi ako artist or something like that. But everyone has the ability to create. Everyone has the ability to create. And uh, it's very important for us to discover that. What we were created for, to create. Because what we create, worships God or basically proclaims who God is or reflects who God is. Now, with our uh, ministry uh, giftings and where you are right now in your uh, ministry roles, how do, you, how do you use that? How do you do that? Uh, basically, for me, is, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, it, I think it all starts not just with the ability but with, with the desire yes. to serve God. Kasi uh, when I was asked by the church basically to support doon sa projection team, I, I'm not someone who, who, who's very artistic. Mm-hmm. But I know that I have something that requires, that's required by God mm. para for, for the church to, to function more efficiently. Yeah. So, and, 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 and I know the need for that. Mm. That's mm. why I, you know, knowing God and having the heart to, to really serve Him. Yeah. This is what basically uh, drives me to do what I'm doing. Yeah. And behind that, even though I don't have the, the right skill or maybe all the abilities to do that, I know that mm. when, when God chooses to put you into something, yeah. He's definitely going to be there for you. Yes. And whatever so resource you need will always be provided. Wow. That's, uh, that's so good. That's very, very good. You're putting things in my mind, but I'll ask Jericho. Uh, additional question. Uh, additional for that. Um, so, in the, the media side, um, talent is not really the important thing. I yeah. think the, the most important thing is you're willing to be used by God Mm. Uh, not through what you have, but what he'll be giving to you. Yeah. And not only that, it's not uh, we're not like uh, singers or or what, but true. Uh, the outcome of our worship is actually more of what we do in our everyday. Mm. It's mm. like on what we post on yeah. our Facebook, like our, uh, Atides creates all these and. Yeah. Uh, Bokel and mm. Auntie Mary, they, they create all these backdrops at the back. Mm. All those small things are actually an output of how they know God. Yes. yes. Mm. If they know God, because it's worship in truth. Yes. And that truth is actually the basis of their worship. Yeah. They produce all mm. these arts here as Fantastic. a form of worship because they mm. know God. Uh, even the audio team, they know God. Yeah. And they just uh, overflow with that knowledge yeah. and that love. That, mm. that produces all these uh, worship. That's items. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's important to note because God, again, I was saying, God created us to create. 
something. It's not a question of whether you're creating something or not. You are creating something. But the question is, what are you creating? And towards what? What's the, fru- the, the fruit of that or the result of that? Because when you understand that you, when you become a Christian and you understand that God has a purpose and a plan for your life, you realize that God has gifted you with such abilities and talents for His kingdom. It is to show and display who He is. And just like I want to also... Um, Uh, underline what Kuya JR is saying. It begins with willingness and availability. And sometimes you don't think you are gifted enough or talented enough to fulfill a certain role. But the moment that you step into it, God actually makes you discover what you're capable of. Because most of the time, we're not uh, aware of what, what we are capable of what we are able to achieve, and what we are able to create. Only when God opens the opportunity and you say yes to that, and you step into that, and God helps you discover that you are capable of creating something for His goodness. Amen? Uh, for, his, for His glory. Like, for example, the example of Noah. You know, whoever knew how to build a, an ark? <laughs> he is the first ever <laughs> to build an ark in human history. He's never seen an ark. He's never known how to build anything. He was a farmer. <laughs> so how can he build that? How can he create that? And that's, I guess, what your JR is saying earlier. God, Kuya Jericho was saying, God then gives you the ability. And as you create, you know what? There is such pleasure when you create something. Who here can relate to that? You know, when you created something, there's pleasure in it. You know? Amen? Amen. That's wonderful. Uh, so moving on with our Q&A, I was telling earlier, I, I was asking earlier that question, uh, that, that story of John chapter 4, it's a Samaritan woman uh, in the well. And obviously, we were talking about worshiping uh, the Father or, or God in spirit and in truth. So... Let me ask you that question. What do you think that means? Because for us, most of us, it looks, it sounds very metaphorical. Ano kayang ibig sabihin nun? Because for us to be able to worship God, then we have to understand what that means because that's what He is seeking for. Yeah? So anyone uh, in the group can answer that. Uh, to worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, Julie, can you shed some light on that? My goodness. <laughs> this is the question I was trying to... <laughs> Avoid? <laughs> But anyway, um, it's not about us, you know. So, yun nga, uh, before I answer that, Pastor, remind me again. I uh, just wanted to add to what um, Kuya Jerry, uh, Kuya um, JR is um, saying earlier about, you know, um, doesn't matter if you are not talented enough to do one thing. Um, I remember um, the girl that sang, Thank You, Jesus, for the Blood. Um, what's her name? Ga- um, ca- <laughs> Memory gap. Yes. Anyways, yeah, Anyways um, she said, you know what? The moment that you step up there and you think that you are unable to do it, just do it anyway. You know, because it's not about your strength. It's not about your ability. It's not about your talent that will bring yeah. glory to God. Mm. So if we have... Uh, um, an empty or a half full um, cup going into the Lord. Yeah. 
it's okay. Just do it anyway because He will fill it up for you. Yeah. And you know what? The glory goes back to Him. Exactly. It's not because you were able to do it on your own strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, ayun. in spirit and in truth, why do we worship in spirit and in truth? Um, I think I've, get, I've shared this with the youth as well before um, when I said we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We worship the Lord in spirit because we are, you know, we have the Holy Spirit in us. And the way that we can commune with the Lord who is also a spirit is yeah. through the spirit, mm, you know. Yeah. So if we don't have the spirit of the Lord in us, we cannot have that communication or that communion with yeah. the Lord, connection mm -hmm. with the Lord. So being in spirit, meaning like if you are asked to do something, be there. Mm. You know, don't be there 100%. Not you, you have, for example, a rehearsal. You're called there, and then, you know, half of your mind, I'm guilty of this as well, half of your mind, you're somewhere else, you know. Yeah. But when you're asked to do something for the Lord, it can be a rehearsal, it can be a project here, if it, it can be, you know, the littlest thing there. If you're doing the chair, you know, as your act of worship to the Lord, yes. do it with 100%, you know, with, like your, heart. Your, yeah. with your heart, being mm. in the spirit of what you are doing. Yeah. Um, mm. Because, you know, there's nothing... I think for me, nanghihinayang, what's that word in English? Like for me to be given a chance to serve the Lord and just give the Lord like 50% of it. Mm. It's parang sayang because yeah. you're already given the opportunity to yeah. serve. Mm -hmm. Might as well do your best That's right. for, for the Lord. 100%. You know, You're not doing it for the people, for the person, for Pastor Jeff. No, you're doing it for the Lord. Yeah. So every little thing that you think that, you know, um, is not seen, um, picking up rubbish there or, you know, Putting the chairs here before I was looking at the kids doing that. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know, they're doing that for the Lord. And they worship. It's their, I know, um, act of worship, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I'm so glad that people can actually um, do that. That being present where Jesus wants them to be and be used yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, to worship him in truth. Um, you know, um, bef before you said... Songs now are like, you know, about um, meaningless songs. There's no sense in it or whatever. It's about but me. It's about yeah. me. Or like there's a, there are other songs there that will just a good beat, like good sound. But rhythm, yeah. Rhythm, but there's not really much there's not substance. Much theological yeah. foundation. Yeah. So for me yeah. to worship God in truth. Just tell God who He is. Mm. Like, you know, even you say, Lord, you are faithful. Yes, I can sing that because I have experienced that in my life. Mm. You know, we can sing, Lord, you are good. Yes, you are good, Lord. Yeah. You know, you have saved me. Yes, you have saved me, Lord. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. so those are um, my way of saying, Lord, I will worship you in spirit and in truth because I will just declare who you are, what you've done for me. Mm. Because that is what the Bible tells me that you have done for me. And that yeah. is the truth. Yeah. You're talking about the Bible. Um, I guess uh, in, to interject with that question on the meaning of basically spirit and in truth, uh, we are spiritually alive because of the Lord. For me, simple terms, heart and mind. You know, we are told that the greatest uh, commandment is to love the Lord your God. You're still with us? Guys, you're getting something from this? Kawaii, kawaii. Right? There you go. We were, you know, the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and your strength. And 
It's true what Julie was saying, to, to, to do and to serve the Lord with gladness, with 100% of your heart. Uh, the backdrop of that story is that Samaritan woman is talking about the different form of worship of the Samaritans and the Jews. And she's basically talking about religious rituals. Yeah? And God is not interested with religion. That's why Jesus said to her, God is looking for worshipers who will worship in spirit and in truth. And that's basically from the heart, what you do from the heart. And and, 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 in truth is that we can never really worship God if we do not know God. You cannot worship God if you don't know God. Otherwise, if you are in an act of worship to a God you do not know, that is religion. But the worship that God desires is relationship. And that can only happen if you are born again, if you are spiritually made alive. And in truth, because the Bible reveals who God is. So there's that relationship uh, of our growing worship life adoration, magnification of Jesus or God if our knowledge of God is also growing. And our knowledge of God comes from no other than the Word of God. Yeah, Ate yeah, Gurley. I would just add, you know, we were so blessed because that, uh, like what you have shared, before when you go in the Old Testament, someone will offer the worship. Someone will do it. So it doesn't involve the heart because you will just give your offering and then that priest will just offer that offering. Yeah. When it says, worship God, in, you know how you said, because they were confused, you have to worship in this mountain. But we are so blessed because now we can worship yeah. anywhere, anytime, 24-7. It just requires one thing. That is to surrender your total self. Yes. That's it. Because you cannot worship if your heart is not in tune with the heart of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you worship God, the deeper you know God, the deeper will be your worship. That's right. If you know, if you don't soak yourself into the presence of God, you won't be able to, to see that revelation that comes from the Lord. Because you will only get that revelation once you dig. Once you dig in, once you read your Bible, once you go to your secret place daily, yes, yes. so that's where God will reveal Himself unto you. And you will know the truth. Because Amen. John 14, 6 says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. That's very good. Fair Reggie. Yeah, uh, so good. That's, Amen. Um, uh, worshiping, worshiping God involves spirit and truth, right? Yeah. Worshiping God requires spirit because you cannot contain spirit in one place. Yeah. That's why uh, Jesus said to the woman, you don't know what you worship, but we know we worship. Yeah. Because uh, when, when, when Jesus rose from the dead, imagine Jesus was a spirit. Mm. Is, Jesus, he came as a man with the flesh, but when he rose, he passed through the walls, right? Yeah. His spirit passed through the walls. Yes. That's why everywhere... Anywhere, mm. you can worship God because He's a spirit. Yeah. But if we, we, we worship through our carnal, you cannot attain yeah. that kind of wisdom. Yes. The, the spirit won't tell you through your carnal mind. Yeah. It will let you know 
the things from above when you're soaked with the Spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. will know the truth because you're soaked with the Spirit. Yes, already. that's so true. So that's why you worship God in spirit and truth. Mm. And by the way, worship in, in, in Greek word is proskuneo. Proskuneo. It's, proskuneo means bowing down, mm. surrender everything yeah. to God. And that's the time you will worship Him in spirit and yeah. truth. Beautiful. Yeah. From that word worship as well, you're talking about the uh, terminology, worship. Yeah, the word worthy. We sing that song. You are worthy of it all, right? You are worthy is the love. So that word worship is basically talking about the worth that we ascribe to God. And, and, and uh, the worth that we ascribe to God, we only see uh, the worth that God is and God has when we continue and to grow in our knowledge of who He is. Look at this. The situation in that passage in John chapter 4, when the Samaritan woman was talking to Jesus, at first impression, the woman said to Jesus, you're a Jew. I am a Samaritan and I'm a woman. Why are you talking to me? So the first uh, identity that Jesus has for her is you're a Jew. And then as they went on in that conversation, Jesus talks to the woman and then eventually the woman gives Jesus a title, sir. So that's now has a more of a respect. Okay, uh, this man is not just a normal Jew. He has, he has wisdom. He has some weight in his personality. And as they went on deeper in that conversation, Jesus basically says that you, you, don't, you, you call your husband, and I don't have a husband. You, don't have, uh, you, you have five husbands. <laughs> and the woman says, I see you're a prophet. The revelation deepens and deepens, right? The revelation of who Jesus is becomes deeper and deeper. And when the, the woman saw that this was a prophet, there is a greater respect, a greater awe. And then eventually, Jesus reveals, I am the Messiah. And this is who He is. This is who God is. And that's where the woman begins to turn her life around and worships God. And as a result, calls the villagers to come and see so the worship happens, and this is very amazing because the worship happened not after the life of the woman was transformed. The worship happened upon the revelation of who this Jesus is. Sometimes our worship can be boxed or can be diluted into, I'll worship the Lord if I have an answered prayer or I have a praise report or something good happened to me. Or if I feel okay. No, it says worship in spirit and in truth. The truth of who God is. That's why Job was able to say, you give and you take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That even though there are bad things happening in my life, I can still worship. Because I don't worship based on my circumstances. I worship on who God is. Are you following me? It doesn't say worship God in spirit and in feelings. It doesn't say worship God in spirit and in circumstances. Hello, we have a special guest, by the way. <laughs> um, so, are you following me? Our worship with God deepens as our relationship with the Word of God deepens, as our revelation of who God is deepens as well. It is a proportional. Amen? As we close today... 
Uh, my, my final question to you guys is, obviously, there are lots and lots of Bible stories or examples in the Bible that models for us what worship looks like or what worship, you know, how it looks like. What Bible story that, you know, you go back to every time and it always inspires you and you say to yourself, I want to worship God that way. With that example. Ate Mabi. For me, it's uh, in Luke chapter 7, verses 36 to 50. It's the story of the woman with the alabaster jar. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, sh- there it is. You can read it. So, it says there, um, in verse 36, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. And Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell him. Tell you, teacher, tell me. He said, two people owed money to certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of, of both. Now, which of them will love him more? And Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. He had judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little Man. loves little. And then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. So um, this story just reminds me of um, when I worship God, I always think, who was I before? So I was a sinner, and, and without God, I would be nothing. So, but with, so that drives me, my relationship, and it just overflows me. It, it just, the Spirit just overflows, and it makes me worship God even more. So in, in in that story, the alabaster jar, we all know that um, the it, it costs something. It costs much. So when you know who you are worshiping, when you know who God is in your life, you you just want to pour out the best in you, the best Amen. the best that you can give to God. Yeah. So that's the story I, I always. Mm. You actually have the same favorite story. I think charm is the same. You want to say. <laughs> We have the same. <laughs> so I think, you know, that that Bible story is a clear example of extravagant worship. It's a true heartfelt worship because she already got the revelation of who God is. You know, worship is a pattern of revelation and response. response. God reveals and we respond. So for sure, I think previous to that verses, he knows that there, the Lord is doing miracle after miracle. And he knows that he is, uh, she is um, sinful and she needs forgiveness. So when she comes and she saw Jesus, she gave her 
alabaster jar is so costly. So for me, you know, as I hope every one of us, what, what is it that in our hearts, you know, the Lord already forgave us with so many, we've got so many sins, but then what can we offer to Jesus? I hope, you know, I long for that, that I want to give excessively, I want to give costly things, and extravagant worship to the Lord because He deserves it. He's worthy. He deserves it. He's worthy. So I think that's a very good example from the Bible, yeah. from that passage. Now, we have to give that extravagant worship to Him because He deserves it. Yeah. Because we are forgiven from all that's our true. sins. That's so amazing. Yeah. Oh, anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. That's so good. So good, Ati Charm. I just wanted to add to that uh, when you said the worship should cost something. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it says, my verse would be found in Second Samuel 24, um, when David starts to build an altar for the, for the Lord. Yeah. Mm, that's a good one. It says, um, on the day Gad went to David and said to him, go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arona, the Jebusite. So David went up as the Lord had commanded through Gad. When Arana looked and saw the king and his officials coming toward him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Arana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? This is David answering, To buy your threshing floor so I can build an altar to the Lord and that the plague of the Lord would may be stopped. Arana said to David, let my Lord King take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and here are threshing sledges and oxes for the wood. Your Majesty Arana gives all this to the king. Arana also said to him, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arana, This is David saying, No, I insist on paying for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So I felt like, you know, if, uh, if David here accepted what Arona is trying to give to him and not paid for it, it's not David's offering. Yeah. It's Arona's offering. Yeah. And Arona doesn't even believe in God. Yeah. So David here is saying, no, I'm going to offer something to my God. Yeah. And I don't want to give him something that's, you know, left over for me or, yeah. or that will not cost me anything. Yeah. True worship will cost us something. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. it costs us time. It costs us, um, you know, treasures. Our treasure yeah. costs, you know, our worship costs us treasures. Our costs us, you know, talents and all that. But remember that when we offer them to the Lord, the Lord is our rewarder. He is so good when He rewards His people. Yes. Our God is not stingy when He sees you that he, you give to Him 100% of yourself. And when you offer him, you know, that costs, that costs your life. Yeah, wow. So I just want to encourage you that. Um, so good. Yeah, thank you. The, thank the Lord. I insist on paying for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that will cost me. Cost me nothing. I will not give to the Lord anything that costs me nothing. It's such a conviction, isn't it? That you won't give to the Lord leftovers. But whatever left of your strength or time or that the Lord really deserves the first and the best. Amen? Because He's worth it. Again, whatever you give to the Lord reflects what He is worth to you. 
Whatever you give to the Lord reflects what He is worth to you. That's, that's, that's it. Uh, just a few more and then we will close. Maybe a couple more, a couple more. Kuya uh, JR. For me, boy, it's the story of Job. Job. Yeah. Uh, I love that. You know, despite being tested, you know, having everything perhaps what every each and every one would of us would assume to have, you know, like he has the richness, he has the family until he was tested. And I just want to have, you know, the same heart that he has that despite having you know, you know the disease, his family was taken away from him. He still had the heart to worship God. You know, it's so much easier for us to praise, to worship God when when things are going right. But what if what if it's the other way around? Yeah. What if we're through a difficult time? You know. But one thing that God has shown to me is. It is, you know, it is during this uh, test, it is during these difficulties that God, first of all, can show who He really is. Yeah. And then second, it is during this time, and despite these times that we can still worship Him, it just shows, you know, our, our true self. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the spirit and in truth comes, comes in. You know? Having to still worship Him because He's worth the worship, yeah. Despite whatever circumstance we are in in this world. That's right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My yeah. Um, I I I just want to end with this. Um, I want you to imagine a child. You know, while the child is growing up, he might not know what his parents are doing to him. So he would say, thank you, Daddy, for the food. But the child actually doesn't know everything that the parents are doing. When he's sleeping, the daddy's or the mommy is taking care of him or her. The moment the child grows up, as he grows up in life, the child notices other stuff that the parents are doing to him. The child notices, wow, my mommy teaches me with things. My mommy buys me some stuff. And that, as a child, his appreciation grows. The moment he reaches teenagers, he realizes, Wow, my mommy prays about me every day. And his sense of gratitude grows as he knows more about what his parents are doing to him. And you know, maturity comes when that parent truly understands how the parents really love him. Yeah. So for me, worship, it, it's a journey. Yes. You know, you cannot actually demand a worship from a person who really doesn't know God. Doesn't know God. And who doesn't understand the benefits that he has with that relationship with God. That's why in and out, every Sunday we come here because we want to know more about, yeah. Lord, what you have done for us. Yes. You know, and every time you discover, wow, Lord, You've, you've become poor in the cross so that I might become rich, then your gratitude changes again. Lord, you know, actually, guys, we are under-worshipping the Lord. There are a lot of things that God has been doing, has done, that we do not know of. 
Yes. You know, every day He has protected you of an accident, but you don't know about it because yeah. it did not happen. Yeah. But you did not worship God about it. But you know, when you know every day, you know, God charged angels to yes. protect you in all your Hallelujah. ways. The moment, you know, every day you wash your feet with the Word of God, that means His promises, the more it increases and builds up your appreciation of God. Yes. You know, that's why I'm j- I have actually another verse which is in Galatians, but I just thought of this verse in Psalms 103. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless His holy name. Why? Forget not all His benefits. What are His benefits? He forgives all your iniquities. Sometimes you say, Oh, I'm not the bad person. I'm not like Him. You know? No. All of us, we owe a debt that we could not pay. Yes. You know, that's why, you know, a person who knows his weaknesses, that's a person who worships the Lord most. Because he knows how bad he is. But still, he acknowledges, Lord, you've forgiven me. That's why his worship overflows. Because he knows, Lord, you've forgiven me. You love me in spite of these weaknesses. That's why that woman in in, in, in the well, she had that worship. Because you know what? This person knows all about her. All about her sins, her past. But then, this person is seeking out for me. This person truly loves me. Because you wouldn't know that the person really loves you if that person has seen all of your weakness. That's true. That's true love. Yeah. And that yeah. is God. He forgives you all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Amen. You know, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. You don't know how blessed you are, church. Yeah. You don't know how blessed you are every day, you know. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. God has been blessing us spiritually, emotionally, physically, above all. Amen. So that's why, you know, if you... That's why mature Christians are Christians who are overflowing with worship. Because only mature people, and we say adults, know what the parents have been doing to them. They are the only ones who appreciate. A child could never appreciate, you know, because they don't know. But the more you grow in the Lord, the more you discover, Lord, wow, wow, Lord, you've done this to me. And the more that worship, that's why it's a journey. It's a journey, guys. It's a journey. The more you walk win the Lord the more the more you walk Man. every day Ooh. you will appreciate God you will worship sure. him for all that he's doing in your life amen closing yeah. <laughs> words uh queer Reggie girly uh I was just reminded uh yung story ni Abraham yes. ni um Isaac when he offered his son that's so precious to him right I challenge each one of us when you go home try and build our altar and think what is the best thing that I can offer to God diba nung in-offer si Isaac that was ano eh ang tagal niyang inintay yon, yung anak na yon. Yeah. and all of a sudden God will just take it from him yun yung naisip niya diba parang kung tayo 
to us, we're just gonna think, oh, I've waited this for so long and then God will ask of this one. Amen. But what did Abraham did? He obeyed. He obeyed the Lord. Now, there's something in us na, ano eh, na we have to give for us, for God, for the Lord to work in us. And that yeah. is our act of worship. When you go home, you go to your um, secret place. Yeah. You meet with God and then, you know, it's a very uh, uh, wonderful thing eh, yung when you, you, you offered something to God that cost you something. Yeah. Kasi you, you don't offer to God something na Lord, tira-tira, pwede na to sayo. But the most beautiful thing that you can do is when you offer something that hurts you. Mm. That's for me, the, the most beautiful thing that hurts you because that means that you're slowly dying to yourself and yeah. you're allowing God yes. to fill you up. You're trying yeah. to empty yourself and you're allowing the Lord to fill you up so that when the Lord fill you up, your act of worship will just overflow Hallelujah. to the people that surrounds you and then they will able to see, oh, there's a difference in that person and I want that yeah. to happen to me as well. Amen. Oh, very good. Very good. Hallelujah. Uh, me and my wife, we've been married for... Married for how many years? Nakalimutan mo na. 19 years and every time I wake up, I saw her face. And there's more on that. Yes. When you stop, when you don't excite yourself of seeing more, Yeah. It will be like a relig- uh, what, what they call that. It's a, only a routine. Yeah. But when you expect more from God, you won't stop. Yeah. Knowing Him mm-hmm. personally. That's why. That's why Paul, in his journey, since uh, on Acts chapter nine, when he met the Lord on the way to Damascus, mm. everything has changed in his life. 180 degrees. From persecuting the believers to following Christ radically, yes, and that's why he he boldly say he he was reasoning to the Philipp, uh, uh, Philippians that uh, even though I have those credentials, even though I have all st- those stops, but he says I want to know him more. Yeah, I would trade everything. Yes, and I was I'm encouraging you. We are so blessed that what uh, Mylin was saying. We are so blessed here, and that blessing don't don't abuse it, and don't don't linger with that blessing because yeah. all of us here in Australia, we are so blessed, and we we want to thank God for acquiring us a new new pro, new home for wow. us. Wow! And those 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 top is just a bonus for us. That's true. I believe there's more in heaven. God prepare. Yes, yeah. to those who believe in Him and who Hallelujah. will follow Him faithfully. Amen, Thank amen. You, Can we appreciate our uh, friends, sisters, and brothers here who blessed us today? Yeah, you can take your seats now. Hallelujah. Amen. Once again, can we give the Lord the best times of praise for the, their, their lives? Now, our M2 and M6, uh, basically, they partner in the ministry to to facilitate us to worship the Lord. So our worship services and all that. And just like what I was saying earlier, each and every one of us, each and every one of us, God has gifted us 
with an ability, you know, to contribute to the building of the church and the expansion of His kingdom, the proclamation of the gospel. And, you know, some of the, most of you are already involved in the ministry, but, uh, you know, these are the things that God has created us for. And in that purpose, as you fulfill it, you're actually worshiping the Lord. Did you get something out of this discussion? You got something out of this discussion? Amen, amen. Um, as we close, I'll just call on our worship team to join me up here. Let's learn this song. We've sang it before. I will sing it again. But before we, we sing it, that's. I just want to encapsulate everything that we have talked about this morning. Amen. That our worship is really not just really what matters to the Lord. More is not what is seen by people but your own personal life in the Lord. Each and every day is a worship service. <laughs> Each and every day is an opportunity to worship the Lord. I was sharing with uh, Sela DG last night, yesterday, uh, answering that question, what's your favorite story in the Bible that inspires you and you say to yourself, I want to honor you that way, Lord. I want to worship you that way. And my favorite story is in Acts chapter 7, in the story of Stephen, the first martyr of the faith, when he proclaimed the gospel, preaching the good news to the people, he was stoned to death. He was stoned to death. And what's amazing about it is, after he preached that message, he was dragged and he was stoned to death. And while he was being stoned, he said, he, he had a vision, and he basically said in that vision, I see the heavens open up. And I see the Son of Man, and that's Jesus. I see the Son of Man, Jesus, standing at the right hand of the Father. And why is that important? He says, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of heaven while he is being stoned to death. And why is that important? Because that line, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Because Jesus was described in the Bible to be seated at the right hand of God. Seated at the right hand of God. What is Jesus doing standing up? Jesus was giving Stephen a standing ovation. Jesus was giving Stephen a standing ovation and he was saying, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's my son. That's my daughter. And I want to be like that. I want to live my life to that end, to that goal. That I will live my life to such a point wherein God will stand up beside the Father and say, That's my son. That's my son. That's my daughter. To make him proud. And you know what? I don't feel God standing up whenever I preach a powerful sermon here on the platform. I don't feel God standing up whenever I'm so anointed with worship leading. Look at me, I'm so talented. I don't feel God standing up. You know when the times that I feel God standing up and really saying that's my child is more on when I am by myself and I am faced with decisions. When you're in front of temptation and you say no to that temptation because you want to honor God, that's when God stands up. When you do an act of kindness that nobody knows, when you reach out to a person that nobody knows, and God wanted you to be a blessing to that person, that's when I feel like God, God is standing up. When you don't feel like 
doing your personal devotion or reading your Bible, and you're so lazy and you just don't want to binge watch Netflix. And then in your heart, God calls and says, Knock, come away with me. I want to spend time with you. And you close that television and you go to your room and you open your Bible and you say, God, I want to be with you. That's when I feel like God is standing up. It's really that worship. Again, whatever we do here in the church, it's an outflow of our worship with the Lord. But your life each and every day is an opportunity to see God standing up. To see God standing up. You know when worship matters, they've said it a lot earlier, you know when worship matters? When you want to give up. When you want to quit. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do church anymore. I don't want to do ministry anymore. I don't want to lead people anymore. When you want to give up, and you decide, I'm not giving up. I'm doing this for the Lord. Not for people. Not just for people. I'm doing this for the Lord. I, I said to the Sela DG last night, you know, as a pastor, sometimes you always look behind you and you, you ask yourself, are, are people still following me? And you get discouraged and frustrated when one by one, people are leaving <laughs> and they're not following you anymore. And then that becomes the reason why you have to give up. Like, ah, oh, I'm so discouraged, I'm frustrated. People are not following me anymore. And you don't realize that your focus now is on the people. On the people who are following you. But I have to be reminded, this week I was really reminded, that my focus is not supposed to be on the people who are following me. People will decide not to follow. Not to follow the church anymore. Because they have other priorities. Other things are their gods. Money is their god. Their, their career is their job. Their fame is their job. They will follow other gods. And I don't have any, uh, you know, any control for people, whatever their priorities in life are. But I have to be reminded that I should not be focused on who's following me, but I should be focused on who I am following. There will come a point when people will leave you and will not follow you anymore, but that doesn't matter. What matters is I'm still following Him. I'm still following Him. I'm still following Him. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Church, we love you so much. We want you to follow us as we worship the Lord. As we worship the Lord, we want you to follow us. But that is not up to me. That's not up to anyone else. It's up to you. It's really up to you. Your personal relationship with God. The Lord is good. Amen. He deserves our worship. He deserves our worship. Would you all stand up on your feet? What is, I'll ask you this question, what is God worth to you? What is God worth to you? He is worthy. I love what my need said, it's a journey. Our spiritual life sometimes can feel dry. And the reason why spiritual life becomes dry is because your knowledge of God is not increasing. Your experience of God is not increasing. And God wants you to experience Him more. Amen? Let's be the people who says, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I want to experience you more. Amen? Let's sing this song. Oh, Jesus.
Thank you for joining us in today's episode and we hope that we will have you again in the next one. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance, His smile over you and give you peace. Shalom. God bless you.